Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Good afternoon and welcome to Collaborative Connections Radio Show and Podcast sponsored by KLM. We are broadcasting live from the Phoenix Business Radio X studio in Tempe, Arizona, and I have three amazing guests in the studio, aka on Zoom with me today, coming in from Tucson, and I'd love to jump right in and, and introduce everybody. Before I do that, just wanted to let new listeners know this is a show about connecting and collaborating. We have so many amazing business leaders in our communities, in our collective communities all over. And I love connecting people. I love collaborating. I think the more we help each other, the better this world is. So with that, welcome to the studio, John Humig. I'll go, I'll go around the screen as I see you. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about you and your business. Um, hi, Kelly. Thank you so much. Um, my name is John Humig. I am um, a producing sales manager with Prosperity Home Mortgage, um, which means that I originate uh, mortgage loans for home buyers, um, and I have a team that also originates. So um, I've been doing uh, mortgages for about eight years and in banking in general, about 15 years. Excited. And you are in Tucson. I am in Tucson. Sorry. Yeah, Tucson, <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> Good. Welcome to the studio. I know her by Jess, but Jessica Barfield, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Kelly. Um, I'm excited to have a conversation with you this afternoon. Um, I am the owner of Jess Barfield Consulting, and I am a Google developer, and I specialize in helping small businesses find their audience online and grow. So I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about that today. Thank you for being here. And last but not least, Malcolm Avner, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelly. Pleasure to be here. For those of you who can't see, he has a background that's awesome, have all the cactus of Arizona, so we can tell where you're at. <laughs> tell us a little Every bit about one of them. <laughs> That's right. Every one is in that shot. <laughs> tell me about um, you and your business. Sure. I am an executive and leadership coach, and uh, my clients are organization leaders who are driven to improve leadership performance and organizational performance uh, and to regain passion for work. Uh, essentially, my clients are empowered to, uh, to address self-defeating patterns of behavior and thought. And so it's really helping leaders perform to their potential by removing whatever obstacles they have put up for themselves. Thank you for being here. So we have three business leaders all in Tucson, which is why I brought them on together. So hopefully they can connect after after the show. And and uh, this is not just a, a hyper-local show. We are national. <laughs> so thank you all for being on. This show is typically about business, uh, entrepreneurship, communications, collaborations. And uh, so I wanted to connect everybody. And I always like to highlight a client and Jessica is a client of mine and a referral partner and is amazing at what she does. And she introduced uh, us to John. And then I brought Malcolm on because we have a mutual connection of being collaborative, collaborative, conscious capitalists, members of Conscious Capitalism Arizona. So another, another love of mine. So I'm glad for all of you to be on the show today. I want to uh, jump right into some 
the hot topics, right? Real estate, Google, life and leadership and, and personal development. Uh, so I'll start with you, John. Uh, give us a little bit of a, a quick rundown of current things, the current market, what's going on. <laughs> I mean, most of us probably have a hand, a tiny handle on it, but uh, but you're you're the expert. So tell us what's going on in the real estate market. Yeah, um, we're. I mean, right now we're experiencing a really um, unique uh, real estate market. Um, we're we're experiencing a shortage of listings, which means not a lot of houses are on the market right now. And there's a lot of buyers out there uh, that are looking to buy houses. So we're seeing a lot of demand for houses, um, a lot of, or a, there a huge shortage of houses available. And um, we're also seeing one of the uh, biggest rate increases, 90-day rate increases in the last uh, 30 years. So it's it's a really interesting market because it's, um, you know, some some people that are trying to buy right now are now not able to buy the houses they could have last year, you know, quarter three of 2021, you know, but it is, I mean, it's great for people selling homes. It's not slowing down for sure. It's, it's staying very busy. There's lots of people out there looking for houses right now. And way, way above market, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of uh, things that are happening. Like people, there's a lot of cash buyers in the market right now, as well as people offering above the offer price and paying, you know, outside out of pocket to get 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 into a house that they love, which is 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 different than we really see. I, I've never seen that in my career, honestly. As someone in marketing who has a realtor, um, you know, that I handle most of their marketing for, it makes it really interesting. I'd love to tell you about this house that just went on the market. I can tell you for three days, but it's gone. And then I'm going to tell you we got it over market, you know, and it's it's a story that we see over and over again. So making sure that we all connect with other professionals and know what's happening on and like John, I'm sure, you know, you have a strong bond with a bunch of agents to really work with borrowers and um, help buyers overcome some of that because some of these houses yeah. are getting like 15 offers. Yeah, that's a big part of what we're doing in this market right now to try to help the buyers get in as we're partnering with the agents and being their their advocate, you know, actually following up when they make offers so that the listing agent knows our buyers are solid. And, you know, if they've got 15 offers in front of them, hopefully giving them a little edge up on, on to, with the sellers. That's a nice extra, right? That's a nice above uh, above what you're required to do, definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely worth doing, right? If you had the person who's going to loan the money <laughs> call and say, I promise they're good for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're also experiencing a lot of like quick closing. So like, you know, normal 30 days and we're like looking at three weeks, sometimes two and a half weeks. So it's, 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 it's very quickly moving, a quick moving market too. Oh man, I'm kind of glad I'm set in my house. <laughs> Although I would like a, you know, we always want a bigger house, but I think I'm good for now. <laughs> you know, I did see that um, Tucson was in like the top 10 areas where rent increased. It was 22% over 2021. I just saw that this morning in, in one of these like press releases. And I kept thinking, you know, now is a really smart time to think about change future 2020 2021 have changed the way that we search online and what we're looking for so buying houses and talking to coaches um 
our trends that we see in real life, but also online, Mm -hmm. you know, and real estate's been fun to market. As I said, everybody seems to be gravitating towards change and trends and marketing kind of show you that. Mm. That's a good overarching topic, right? Change. And, and we had, uh, you know, most humans I think are against change or, or don't really like it, but, but, uh, Talk about a silver lining of COVID, right? It all forced us to change and and do things differently, and I think that I think that's uh, not a bad thing. <laughs> so, John, I want to uh, put out there that uh, my wife and I are two of those uh, dreaded California immigrants. We oh. came to Tucson uh, only about three years ago. Got in just under the uh, explosion of prices, and you know the uh, real challenge in the uh, I guess the uncertainty is, gosh, if we sell our home and and make a nice profit on it, where do we move that we can afford? Right. So it's, you know, when you think about the shortage of homes for sale, isn't that kind of a, a, a big creator of that condition is, gosh, if I sell, where do I go? Yeah, and that's, I think that we're experiencing a lot of that. I have a lot of buyers that are in that situation that they're like, well, I don't want to list my house until... I have a house, but then nobody's going to take their offer while they have a house to sell. So um, it, it is interesting. And you got in at the perfect time because that was right right when prices were, were starting to go up. Yeah. You talked yeah. about uh, online and, and marketing. Jess, I'll, I'll uh, move on to you about a little bit more about, you, you know, I've never heard the term Google or certified Google developer. And, and until I met you and, and paid ad specialist. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've been searching for you forever <laughs> with the, uh, for my clients. So tell us a little bit about more about what you mean by that. What do, what do you do for people? You know, as someone who has owned a small business myself, I recognize how hard it is if you don't have an online presence. Even if your business isn't online, it makes it difficult if you don't have a bit of an online presence and you're not found. And so I dove into really understanding Google and its products. And it sounds really intimidating whenever you start talking about the different platforms over the last five years now, what used to be one platform, there's, you know, Google Console, Google My Business, Google Analytics, that, you know, it goes on and on. And so I've taken the certification online to really understand how all of those work together and how to make them work for your website and for you. And broke, and I try and break that down so that business owners can understand it and either manage it or find the right person to help them do that. Because it's a lot to kind of take in. Yeah, all of that is very intimidating to me. Um, so I was very happy to, um, to know that Jess could do that. And she's... Uh, She's shown me a lot of things and she's been teaching me like how that all works. And it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> what I like to do is sit down and show someone like, here's, here's the different keywords. Here's kind of how it looks behind the curtain for lack of better terms on how other people are, are being seen and how we can help you be seen a little more and you know, how that all links together. I'd love to say it gets easier, but almost every day I learn about something new. So it's constantly changing. And that's what I love about about you and a lot of the business owners that I work with, right, is is not just the doing, is the, uh, is the teaching, right? So maybe they want to learn more about it themselves, 
I, I'm a big proponent of that, right? Let Give them the tools. And if they want to do it, great, do it. And if not, you know, we're here for them to, to do it for them. But, but that empowers the business owner to be able to know all parts, even if we don't want to do all parts. <laughs> yeah, that's a big part of it. And also, you know, if you have the right setup, it also enables the owner to keep ownership of all of their presence that's something really big to think about. If you hire one advertisement person to do like part of it, like who owns what, and if they separate what's yours, making sure that a business owner understands how to keep like ownership of their Google accounts and all of that's really important. And there's quite a few business owners that I'll meet with. I'll help them get set up. And then we meet, you know, quarterly because that's really what they need me for. They're able to drive that ship. But, um, it's it really just depends. I just really like helping small business owners be found. And it's not, and it's, and you can do either, right? And it, and it may be, uh, I always say business owners didn't get, didn't start their business to do the marketing, right? So that's, oh, right. there's, you, and you don't have to, because there's so many good people out there to help do it. So thank Absolutely. you. Well, and I think that, you know, I get um, inundated with people calling me telling me, you know, oh, I can do this, I can do that, you know, we can do all these things, you know, to, to make your business stand out. But I just, I, I can't trust a lot of those calls because they're coming from these big national companies. And, you know, when I can sit down with somebody like Jessica and like actually like get what she's doing and then actually participate in it too, like that, that makes a big difference. It's huge. It's yeah. really huge. Yeah. And that's a, why I, I am a proponent of small business and working with people, you know, directly uh, it makes a big difference for your business too. That's how I was able to meet you, Kelly. And for those of everyone listening, I'm sure loves Kelly as much as I do. Um, we had a mutual client and I really love the way that we collaborated because it was like, we both come together with different expertise. How do we make this work? And now we're like, hey, Allie, can you help me with this? Can you know? And it really works well whenever you go at things with a big heart towards community and and working together. You know, if that's what you're aiming for. Yeah, I Jessica, I, I'm like uh, John. I get at least two or three times a day something hits my inbox of let me help you on LinkedIn, let me help you on SEO, and I wanted to ask because mostly it's a, a black box for me. Just, you know, the, the technology is more than, than my awareness can grasp or wants to. And do you actually help with creating a strategy about focusing and limiting uh, the involvement uh, and determining the best involvement for a company in terms of, you know, there's SEO, there's, um, there's social media, there's, you know, all these different aspects to the universe of how to promote a business and raise visibility online. Are you helpful on the strategic side as well? Absolutely. That's really what I like to do is figure out what are your objectives? Because if you are trying to drive foot traffic, that's one thing. And if you, you know, want to have a wholly online presence, it's another, but really it comes down to budget. There's a lot of different tools that you can use. Where are you going to get the most bang for your buck? And that's definitely something that I help businesses with just doing a strategy session to say, if I were you, this is what I do. And maybe I'm the company to hire or have you talked to Kelly? Because when it comes to LinkedIn, that's who I call, you know, some of those social connections, Kelly is my person. So 
Um, yes, I absolutely help look and say, SEO may be important to you, but what type? Do you just need kind of, for lack of a better term, a listing and way to be discovered so people understand what you are? Or do you really need a huge website to sell two items a year? Like, let's really talk about your, your business goals, you know? So that's definitely something that I, I really enjoy helping with. That's why we worked so well together on on the project we just did because we each had an expertise, but then we could give the business owner an overall strategy, right? Of like, here's the picture and here's what is good on each of those parts. It it definitely worked well. And I think that's with anything, right? If you if you need help personally, having a coach and maybe a mentor and maybe um, you know, an accountability partner, right? To have the overall uh help to the client. Uh, I think makes, and the person makes a big difference. That's, that's uh, moving into, into your world, Malcolm. Uh, tell us more about uh, what kind of coaching uh, you do for, for your leaders. The, the kind of coaching I do, I consider developmental. So it's, it's not simply an accountability partner. It's not simply business strategy. Uh, it, it's really personal work with leaders to uh, to help them raise self-awareness, to help them make better decisions that are more in line with their, their own values, their own mission, uh, their own, what they identify as a higher purpose for themselves, and to make sure they're integrating that into their leadership decisions and style, that they're forming a business around those things that are of of deep importance to them. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the- I really, I really like that, Malcolm. I, um, I think that sometimes when we're busy, um, it's really easy to lose focus of what we, why we started doing what we're doing and to, uh, you know, just get caught up in the day to day of everything. Like, how am I going to get this done, that done? And, and we forget, you know, I wanted to help first time home buyers. You know, I wanted to help agents that are new to this business, like those sort of things that are really the focus should be the focus of how we're driving our business. I think sometimes that really gets lost. Yeah, sometimes I think my my main job is just to hold up a mirror, you know, and to to let a client see. Well, am I really acting in a way that's consistent with how I wanted to when I when I started the business and when I've you know when I woke up this morning? Professional. Yeah. Yeah, burnout, for lack of better terms, is is real. And I think that maybe those conversations that you're having really helps with that. And um, I know personally, I feel like the pandemic just made that even more real because you spend more time kind of in your bubble working away and it's easy to kind of forget the bigger picture. So I could see that being um, really rewarding. Have you seen an uptick in people served since since COVID? How did, how did that change your business? I'm curious didn't have a big impact on, on my business, given the, uh, I, I typically work with larger companies. So there's a lot of stability there. They, they may have laid off a lot of people. They're still there though. They, they had the staying power to, to weather the, the pandemic. And so they may have cut back on, on some of the spending on services like mine. Um, but the, the relationship survived and uh, now things are like better than ever in terms of, of growth, uh, in terms of, of revenue. 
Yeah, I think they're fi- I think everybody's starting to go, okay, what did we just go through? And now, and holding that mirror up and going, oh, okay, they need to change, need something different. Well, you know, what is life about? I, I bet that's a, a, you know, a lot of conversation <laughs> and, and help for you, Malcolm. Uh, you talked, you, you talked about uh, several things that, that we love to talk about in conscious capitalism, higher purpose, you know, sticking to your core values. Uh, and and helping leaders find that. And I'm loving to hear that you do that with larger organizations because uh, I think it's critically important. Well, I was uh, I was drawn to conscious capitalism. That was in 2013. So it's like, uh, you know, nine years ago at this point. And it's because the, the, the core principles, the tenets of conscious capitalism are, are what I have believed in and have been teaching and, and recommending to clients for, for, for many years. Running a business in aligned with a higher purpose isn't just the, the best way to feel good about the business. It's the best way to, to build the most profitable, valuable business over the long term. And I, I really believe that. I think that if, if you actually like feel, uh, not only you feel good about what you're doing, but you're actually doing good for others, that's like what comes naturally from it is that you're going to see growth and um, increase your your value as a company, I think. I would say you do that really well, John, um, without even meaning to. You're just so genuine. And that was whenever I got to sit down with him and we were talking about his strategy, I recognized that um, a lot of a lot of your business just comes from the relationships and the kind of person you are that gives to your community. So I think that people are just kind of drawn to that. And you're right. I'm a big believer in kind of you receive what you put out. And so um, I think his personal brand was already strong in Tucson and that helps. And, you know, it definitely goes really far in meeting new people and um, growing even online just becomes natural because people want to see you succeed. And then it doesn't feel like work, right? If, if you're aligned with your higher purpose, it, to me, it doesn't feel like work. It's like, oh, I can't wait to get up again and do that again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it definitely it, it has a different feeling when you're doing what you, what you intend to do and what you want to do, what you love to do. Um, and I love, I, I never even, honestly, until um, I met you, Kelly, I never heard of conscious capitalism, but I, even the name of it is intriguing to me. So, because I love that idea that, you know, you're keeping in mind that higher good. Malcolm is way more versed in uh, conscious capitalism. So I'll, I'll have him give us a little background <laughs> of, of how you got into it and uh, your roles uh, and why. Um, conscious capitalism found me, I, I, I think it's the best way to say it, in 2013. And it, it found me through my wife who's uh, the source of pretty much uh, all my best ideas and best opportunities. I attended their, uh, their global conference in San Francisco that year, and uh, I was looking for my tribe. I'm looking for people who believe what I believe about business, and I found them. And at the end of the two-day conference, they asked a small group of us who, who had uh, shown some interest, does anybody want to start a local chapter? And much to my surprise, I, I, I volunteered to start a chapter, uh, which I did in San Diego. Conscious capitalism I affiliated with because it represented what I already believed. And it was sort of a, an opportunity for me to tag along on the brand in a way that you know I could never 
had that big a brand for me personally, but uh, affiliating with conscious capitalism is, has given me visibility and, and even clarity about my message. Clarity is key, right? <laughs> yeah. I I, uh, I was I'm a recent conscious capitalism member and on the leadership team. Uh, I had quite a few that I knew leaders in in locally here in in Arizona that were a part of conscious capitalism. So I've always heard the name. Obviously, you know Phoenix Business Radio X is a sponsor of conscious capitalism, which is why it's on the back here. Uh, and so I'd always heard about it. And then a couple of people from the leadership team said, "Please, we have an opening for the marketing uh, chair, marketing director on the leadership. Will you please come join us?" And I said, "What? What is conscious capitalism?" So I just started to dig a little and and started to see that, like you, Malcolm. Oh, the the things that I always believed in now just have words now just have like a you know ways to describe what I always was they call it an unconscious conscious capitalist right I I -hmm. was that uh so it was a a very immediate draw to I want to learn more and yes I want to help this movement grow because we all can uh make money it's okay to make money it's okay to be in business it's good to have small business large business and we need to do it with a higher purpose and with our why and a win-win-win for everybody. Uh, so it was an instant, yep, sure, absolutely. Let's, you know, I'll jump jump right in. So that was just uh, last May uh, and and have met some amazing leaders uh, and, you know, had a nice community now of people who all think the same, right? We all want to help each other. We all want to, um, you know, we all stick to our core values or want to, right? Strive for that um, and have that that higher purpose. So it's a it's been a cool new thing uh, for me. And Malcolm, how, when you moved over here, have you met anybody in Tucson uh, in the Conscious Capitalism Arizona chapter? I've met who was the uh, the president at the time that I moved to Arizona, uh, Sarah McCrarin, uh, who actually lives very close to me. And uh, you know, she was my my main contact getting involved with the movement here uh, from Tucson. And there, there's just so many, as you said, there's, there's so many great high character people um, and uh, intelligent, capable, leaders and business people involved in Phoenix um, that, um, you know, as I said at the start, I, I found my tribe and, and they're, they're just up the street. It is really nice. Well, uh, w- without sounding, uh, w- you can't see this except for everybody who will see this after the fact on our on our video, but Conscious Capitalism in Action, we're having an event uh, partnering with Max Six, the founders of Max Six are the founding members of the Conscious Capitalism Arizona Movement, Local First, Tempe Chamber, uh, City of Tempe, and the Tiger Mountain Foundation. We're putting on an event April 29th. Uh, 5.30 to 8.30. So it's a Friday night in case you guys want to come to Phoenix. Uh, there are going to be a couple hundred people, uh, media, and just showing how uh, we can collaborate and and build this community together. Uh, they formed a garden outside of Max 6 for the homeless population that was around here. Um, instead of building a wall, they, they decided to partner with Tiger Mountain Foundation and build a garden to help feed the people. 
Uh, and so there, you know, we're going to do a ribbon cutting of that of sorts. Um, and it's just going to be, if you want to know where all the, the people who believe all these things we've been talking about are going to be on April 29th. <laughs> now, you know, <laughs> uh, I love that. I wish, I wish I could go. I'm out of town, but I would, I would be there. It sounds really cool. And I love that, that you're doing the ribbon cutting of the, the homeless, um, yeah. shelter food. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great event. And what we can, I can tell you guys later, you know, all the other ways you can get involved uh, with conscious capitalism. Again, it's more the movement, right? It's it's meeting people like Malcolm, who what came from San Diego, started his chapter, come here, still want to be involved because we are all, you know, of like mindedness uh, and and doing good work in the in the community. So I love that. So tell us, um, John, t- any. Um, you know, for people who don't understand the whole real estate deal, right? Um, who are the key players in in real estate transactions? Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's kind of cool that we're talking about a community right now because it, you know, when you're buying a house, I think that it, you get a little bit confused about who's doing what and what the you know who the key players are. So there's obviously there's a lender. You're going to have your real estate agent who's showing properties to you title and escrow company um, who provides title insurance and handles well the closing of the transaction. You've got inspectors, you've got appraisers, um, and, you know, behind the scenes, you have people checking everything else. So all the work that I do is done, you know, checked by underwriters and processors and all the work that the title company has done is being checked by underwriters and, and the realtors are being checked by brokers. And so there's a lot of, a lot of collaboration going on inside a real estate transaction. And I think that, you know, it's a big, big reason that um, I try to partner so closely with the agents, because if you have those partners, you know them, you work with them, they know how you work, you know how they work. It, it's a better outcome for everybody involved in the transaction. Isn't that the case with everything? Yeah. <laughs> <The> more- <laughs> With every type of uh, of business, but it's nice to have all those partners. It's nice to be able to lean on each other to get the, you know, the deal done correctly, to have it be a win-win-win for all parties involved to make sure that everything works. So I love that. Malcolm, in your business, do you partner with other people uh, in, um, in the work you do? Uh, I do. As it turns out, most of my clients actually come from other coaches who, who don't coach what I coach. Uh, the, there's not that many who do leadership development coaches, coaching, and also have a, a deep understanding and experience of, of building a business. And so um, coaches who, who do strategic planning um, and coaches who are, um, who who just don't help at the deeply personal level, especially for a, a leader that might be struggling or who might be somewhat out of control in terms of uh, of emotional control. Those are the things I specialize in that not a lot of others do that, that I tend to get referred in for. That's really nice. That's, yeah, that really is good because I feel like there's like a sometimes you can get into a professional uh, spiral <laughs> where you're, you feel like you're just busy and you're losing control of what's going on with your business. And I think it's great that you're, you're there to kind of help people recognize what's happening and, and get them back on their course. 
that's wonderful. Hopefully yes. before they get to the point where they, they put a fist through a wall or just create so much conflict and friction within the organization that, uh, that they do a lot of damage that gets very expensive to undo. I love that you said you're able to offer like strategic planning and really get into say some of the operations at some points um, to talk to them about, about that, because I feel like it's extremely important and I'm really happy that you're working with bigger industry leaders that are seeing its importance. How do they get, how do you get referred? So you're referred by other coaches. Do you also get hired then directly by the owner of the corporation or is it how does that how does that work yeah the the company hires me to work with a particular individual may or may not be uh, the ceo uh, may just be a senior leader within the organization and so it's kind of up to me to really be careful and judicious about observing confidentiality with my coachee while recognizing that my actual client who pays the bills is the company. And uh, that, that's a tightrope that so far I haven't fallen off of. <laughs> that would be pretty tight, I would assume. <laughs> well, that's really cool because there are, like you said, a lot of coaches who do all those other things. But if we don't help the emotional side of things uh, and, and help the leader personally, then they can't show up well, I assume, or don't show up well in in their yeah. bus in the business. Yeah. And I think that at you know at the level that you're working at, Malcolm, like it's it's it has a trickle down effect, right? So if if the leadership is spiraling out of control or having some personal issues, then that the leaders below them are starting to feel that and probably starting to experience some burnout of their own. Yeah, that that's a, a great observation, John. And my my mission in my business is to to help workers and professionals in the company and their families and i do that through the senior leader so i'm it's that trickle down effect that is at the essence of, of what i'm trying to achieve it's the, the creating of a conscious culture by creating a conscious leader Malcolm, how long, if you don't mind, how long have you been doing this? I think it's really interesting that you just said, like, it's a trickle-down effect, and it brings into mind a position I keep seeing, and it seems to be the new, like, hot position is a leadership, like a change coach, you know, um, someone to just do that. It's, how long have you been doing this type of work? Since the dark ages. <laughs> Actually, I'll put a number on it. Uh, I've been doing one-to-one -one work for a little over 25 years. And uh, it, it was interrupted at one point by an entrepreneurial venture uh, for five years that I, I started and ran a company and then sold and came back to doing what I'm really good at and what I really enjoy and what I really feel is impactful. And I, I think it really helps that I've got a lot of miles uh, on my tires that I've just seen a lot of situations and and survived them myself and um, watched others survive them around me uh, uh, or or not survive them and learn from that. Well, it sounds like you might have started a trend in the sense of I'm once again, I'm happy to see that companies are finally recognizing that they should be supportive on that level for their employees. and I'm excited to like 
15 to 20 years of experience and they're looking at some of these different positions and how to transfer skills from others and to change leadership. And so I think that um, you probably have a lot to teach a lot of people. I'm really interested in, in that. It's really interesting. One of the reasons I affiliated with conscious capitalism is the movement has attracted some very large companies, whether it's Whole Foods or Southwest Airlines or Costco. And because of the presence of those global brands, a lot of other large companies have looked at this movement and said, well, maybe there's something there. And, you know, it, it's really intentional on my part to reach those bigger companies because I think the smaller owner-operated companies, once the owner gets it, the company's got it. But for a big company, there's a lot of layers of, of leaders and owners and investors to go through to get it before it actually gets into the company and sticks. Mm, takes a lot more time and a lot more effort, I assume, to get to yeah. have the trickle-down effect for, for larger companies. Yeah. You got your hands full. <laughs> I asked for it. <laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Well, I'm going to switch gears a little bit, um, Jess, for people who don't understand SEO at all. Um, can you give us a little background on what that means? Because like Malcolm and, and John have said, all of us as business owners consistently get inundated with people saying, I can help you with your SEO. I can help you with your SEO. And you're like, oh my gosh, can you just stop calling me? Cause I don't even know what that means. And I really, <laughs> yes. I, I'm not saying yeah. I don't, cause obviously I help <laughs> teach it, but for you, you know, for, for people who don't understand, what does that mean? You know, it's a really big, that's a really big question. Just because SEO, if you think about it, we, we were using that term in the early 2000s when we had AOL and Google was just getting started. Like, how do I get put on the search engine, search engine optimization, and now flash forward to 2022. And that really just means, are you being found online and are you being organized the way you need to be found online, right? So search engine optimization is just being discovered. And it sounds a whole lot harder than it is. When I talk to a small business owner and they're asking me a thousand questions, they're like, how often should I update my content? And how many like social media accounts do I need to have? I'm like, wait a second, before we go there, let's talk about like four things. Where's your website? Have you signed up for Google Console? Do you know how people are finding you? And who is your audience? Like how close can we get to your one perfect audience member and what would you tell them? Like, you know, and really dial it down to the basics because there's just so much involved. And if you are missing one of the basic steps, like say, I keep using Google My Business as an example, which they just got rid of and are now changing over to another name on Google Console. But it really, if you are um, dependent on foot traffic and you haven't gone online and put your address and phone number and information in, you're missing some people that are looking for your services. So um, making sure that you have all of the basics covered is the most important. The rest is kind of noise. You really have to figure that out. But search engine optimization can mean a number of things to a number of people at the end of the day. It's just how discoverable are you and how can we find your audience, you know, is, is really what they're asking. And there's a lot of ways to do that. So I've been, yeah, I've been really amazed to see like how, like even just how I now show up 
with working with Jess now, I show up on my own searches and I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good ad. <laughs> well, now uh, we need to figure out how you're searching. Just kidding. But no. Um, and that comes with a couple of different things. And it, we were talking about making it truly optimizing what you have really means kind of connecting the systems behind the scenes. So for instance, like Don, he had his Google set up and he had a great website, but they actually weren't talking to each other. He has a really good Facebook, but they were kind of like his Facebook was, wasn't connected to Google either. And once we connected everything, we were able to kind of see who his audience was and, and grow on that, you know? And so that sounds very scary, but it, you know, those are three things to link together. And once they're linked, you have kind of your, your map for what you need to do. And um, that's where it's like, we can teach you to go or we can help you find someone. And it really does make a difference in being found. Yeah. And I think like yeah. in the world that we live in now, there's just so many things, you know what I mean? There's all the social media pieces and all the, um, the systems that we use in the background, like our, our CRMs, our customer relationship management um, systems and then the websites and how those interact. So it's a lot to manage. It's good to, um, it's good when you can have somebody walk you through how to, how to do that in a productive way, not like just spinning your wheels. Yeah. And Jess, I, I just want to point out that that's an incredible testimonial from John because he's in such a competitive business. If he's showing up in a Google search as a mortgage broker, um, I mean, that, that's just amazing given how many he's up against. It's, and that's a very good and important point, Malcolm. Thank you. And it's interesting that you say that because I have, um, I don't take more than one client in an area. So I have Johnny as my, my broker and I have one real estate person, you know, and to be honest with you, they're both really competitive. But if you tweak everything and you figure out this is who I'm looking for and this is how they're looking for me. That's really important too, not just how do I want to find them? Are they looking for me and who are the people looking for me? That makes it a lot easier to, to figure out exactly what you should be bidding on and how, how you should create your strategy. So thank you. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun um, trying to get everybody connected and get things working because once it starts to work, it kind of builds off of itself and uh, it helps, like I said, it helps you find your audience online. So. Uh, the, the work that you've done for John, is it mostly advertising based or is it sort of the, the endemic SEO of, of his either website or social media? Yeah, specifically it's Google ads. It's Google ads that we've been doing. Um, we also did two other things, if you don't mind me sharing. It was the analytics and getting all those kind of connected to each other really helped. Yeah. Um, and then we also added like a chat feature to his website and some smaller little things just to help people connect. And what it's done is is kind of allows you to figure out how people are finding you by utilizing Google Analytics and then really just continue to go down, down, and down and find the right keywords to bid on. And that's how we've grown his presence is just using pay-per-click um, and continuing to tweak those so that it gets a little bit better and cheaper. Yeah. And Jessica really took the time to actually like learn about what I do and ask me like, what is, what is really relevant? Like, does this, like, does, do these words make sense to even like work with? And I'm like, well, you know, because I threw out some words and she's like, oh, but is that really like, you know, is, is that really what you, what you're trying to find? And 
So it was it was a fun process too, because it, it made you really think about your business and, and think about what you're trying to to accomplish. Sort of the same same as you're talking about you would do with your your leadership uh, co- coaching. It's necessity for for all of it and for and for everybody to have their specialized thing. And we in in business, you need to be able to be found. You need all of it. Unfor- unfortunately, unfortunately, right? Fortunately for for Jess and I, uh, unfortunately for you know for business owners, like oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't even know what I need and and why. Um, so it's important to know the distinctions. You know, it's important to know that there's paid SEO, right? There's paid ads. And then there's a ton of stuff you can do organically, um, you know, that doesn't cost money. Uh, just just like looking at your, I always tell clients, Google yourself. Have you Googled yourself in a while? What's coming up? You know, what's showing up? Just changing all of your things on the first page to make sure that they're number one, correct. They all say the same thing, right? They all have the same content, having the same content on then on your social, having the same content on your website, and then doing things like these radio shows that now anytime you Google your name, it'll show up <laughs> with the radio show because because of the extended SEO. Right. And the linking of others and collaborating online. See, so we're collaborating together. But when you're done, you're right. Like we're going to be able to go out and look for John or myself. And Kelly is going to come up and Malcolm and how, you know, we had this conversation. And the cool part is, is we can now all link that to our social media and our on our websites and just continue to get a boost from from collaborating. Right. And so even those online collaborations, like mentioning each other, on social media or in a blog, you know, that all helps and that's all free. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, updating your contact and just making sure that it's correct, like you said, and consistent will give you so much more than a paid advertisement if you haven't done the basics. Okay. And I've seen that actually um, with people I've worked for, worked with in the past, they've had ads ran that didn't work, but they didn't have some of those basics covered. So they they weren't going to, you know, it's just kind of the way it works. So well, a lot of most of the listeners are entrepreneurs and, and business owners. So I um, encourage people to don't don't get overwhelmed with marketing. Don't get overwhelmed with SEO. Right. Don't don't um, think, oh, my gosh, I'm just not going to do it because, you know, don't give up because there are people like just out there. There are people that can help, you know, that that's a lot of what we do at KLM is is making sure that you're understanding your business and understanding how you can, you know, grow it. And you have and there's people to help you do it. So it's it's really important to to not give up and then just keep, re, you know, keep researching, keep asking, keep, you know, collaborating and connecting. So um, because you don't have to know the ins and outs, right? You don't have to know everything just knows. All you have to know is find the right person who knows what they're doing, right? And and can help you understand, right? Walk you through the and understanding. Hopefully someone it. you connect with, like really can connect with and have a good conversation with. It's important so that so that you can feel good at asking questions. That's for sure. So speaking of, of business ownership and business leadership, I would love to hear uh, any insights you have, tips or tricks or uh, a recent book, uh, something you can share with the audience uh, that can help people in their business. Um, Malcolm, I know that's the questions were not on <laughs> that I gave you ahead of time, but Malcolm, I'll start with you. Any any tips you can give 
I know most of your clientele is, you know, high leadership, but so it could be a personal uh, development tip, but uh, we'd love uh, to have our audience hear some takeaways. First thing that comes to mind, Kelly, is what I pursued uh, nine years ago. Find your tribe, find people you connect with, uh, a community of people who either are resources or are conduits to resources, uh, whether it's online presence or uh, whatever the service might be, connect with a community, if not of conscious capitalism, something like that, where you're, you're networked with people who are like-minded and have complementary services and businesses. Um, and beyond uh, community, I would say the next thing that comes to mind is be true to yourself. Don't compromise your values. Don't compromise your priorities. Pursue your business in a way that your business is going to show up the way you would want a business that serves you to, to show up. So it's the old business golden rule thing. And let's see, I'll, I'll recommend the book. Which one would, the one that comes to mind for me is a book that's part of my program called Fierce Conversations. I really like this book. It's by Susan Scott. It was written quite a while back. Uh, she has updated it since the original version, but it's a, a really great handbook about how to have productive, uh, safe, deeply excavating kinds of conversations um, in the workplace and beyond. So many great nuggets, all in how many? A minute? <laughs> Two minutes. That was thinking on my feet. I didn't tell was, me I'd have to do this. <laughs> I didn't. And that was very impressive. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Uh, Jess, what about you? Any tips, actionable items people can use? Um, absolutely. For a small business owner feeling a little overwhelmed, um, Google did something I really love and it's free. So grow with Google. You can go ahead and just put that in Google and you'll actually see um, an hour long, just an hour long video. And it literally tells you how you can grow your business for free. And it talks about the basics that you need to know. And if you want to know more, you can find out more. But I would encourage anyone to, that really needs a strategy or is gonna, going to hire someone to watch that and ask the right questions before you do. You know, I've seen some small businesses that maybe overpay because they're intimidated to ask the questions whenever it comes to marketing or they just don't understand. And so, you know, that would be my one big takeaway for marketing would try to grow with Google, go to Google, learn a little before you ask too many questions or sign something that's really expensive just because there's a lot out there. And sometimes it's best to go straight to the source. And then secondarily, I would say network and collaboration is, is number one. And regardless of where you live now with COVID, it's given us opportunity through Zoom to have this conversation. And so putting yourself out there is hard, but it's something that's necessary. And it's one of the harder risks, I think, or one of the bigger steps small business owners have a hard time doing is just putting themselves out there to meet people. Try and do that early on and find people that like... Um, Malcolm said, are, are like-minded to do so. Absolutely. That, you're speaking my language. 
<laughs> every client I say you need to be a part of something right find like you said find your community don't do more than three right <laughs> don't don't oh, you, yeah. don't be inundated that you can't uh, contribute and can't uh, you know keep up with all of them but uh, a max of three a minimum of one right uh, I like that actually nonprofit you know a nonprofit a movement an association uh, something that you can be a part of, uh, you know, in your community. So that's great. All right, John, you've had the most amount of time to think about my question. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that, you know, one thing that um, I always, that I think is important for any business owner, anyone that's running business, just to, ha- to um, have genuine sincerity, like to actually like, uh, like Malcolm said, be true to yourself, you know, and because you're going to have to put yourself out there. And my, my role is technically sales. <laughs> and it's, it's hard for me to say that because I don't feel like I sell anything. But, you know, you can buy 100 sales scripts online and you can go out and, and say the words. But if it's not coming from you as the person, it's not coming from the heart, it doesn't do anything. So I think that that's, a, you know, something for small business owners trying to get out there and just like being yourself and being sincere about what you're doing and why you're doing it, I think is, is really, really important. That is for sure. Right. Long-term gain, long-term clients, you know, you will have the, the more you show up as your true self, uh, you know, and, um, in quality, I should say quality relationships, right. For, you know, for being, being, uh, true, all right. Last, uh, can you believe we've been talking for almost an hour? <laughs> Goes by so fast. <laughs> last, I'll have you guys tell everybody who should call you. You know who should be your client. Who should reach out to you if you are dot dot dot? Then you want you know. Then this is who you like working with. Who's your? You know, you could call it your ideal client or. Uh, if anybody is struggling with dot, dot, dot. So I'll start again with you, Malcolm. I'd say ideal client is someone that I've come to refer to as a struggling star. It's someone who has been a high performer as a leader, has been very successful, and has risen to a place where they're stuck. They kind of hit their ceiling of how they can successfully conduct business the way they have in the past, that they need to grow into a, a new way of leading based on a higher level of responsibility, uh, greater demands on their skills as a strategic thinker and less as a doer uh, and, and a task completer. So uh, I consider that my ideal. Thank you. All right, Jess, you're up. Sure. Um, I love working with small business owners who are maybe stuck in their online strategy and aren't sure where to go, or maybe they've been with a vendor or company for a while and they're not seeing what they were hoping to. I'm really good at helping them find what maybe the problem is and how to solve it. And so if you're trying to grow your online presence and you feel stuck, give me a call. Thank you. All right, John, what about you? I think for me, I have really two categories of clients that um, I really am am looking for at any given time. And, um, you know, obviously real estate agents are my number one client because that's where I'm going to be able to establish a a relationship that's a working relationship and 
and refer business back and forth. You know, I think an ideal um, agent would be somebody who's getting started and just learning how to, to get into this into this business and, and need somebody that's willing to take the time to, to talk to them about each step of the, of the process. And then, of course, you know, the, um, somebody that's buying a home. That's, that's the client who I work directly with. Um, so there's two different kind of classes of, of clients that I work with. In Tucson. <laughs> in Tucson or Phoenix and, and anywhere in Arizona. <laughs> there you go. See, <laughs> we got to be more specific. Well, I wanted to last, I already said that was the last question, but we need to know how to reach you. <laughs> so uh, tell everybody where we can find you, Malcolm. Easy spot is a website, which is my name, malcolmabner.com. Uh, it's Malcolm with, with two L's and Abner with a V as in Victor. Um, and you can go ahead and go to my website, jessbarfieldco.com. Um, and I have my marketing and Google services there. Thank you. John, what about you? And yeah, my website is uh, johnhumake.phmloans.com. Um, or of course, you can just Google me. There you go. <laughs> There's a good plug for Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining me today. I hope everybody had a chance to hear these amazing leaders and connect, please, afterwards. Uh, the more we connect and collaborate, the better this community will be. You've been listening to Collaborative Connections radio show and podcast sponsored by KLM. Do what you love and outsource everything else. DuplicateMyself.com. Have a great day, everybody.